Good morning and welcome back to Dr. Drill's Making Motivation Podcast. Today is September 14th, 2018. Heading down Ferguson Highway, looking for a show. Heading into Healthy Balance Chiropractic. First patient, 9.30 in the morning, a good friend of mine. Look forward to seeing her. Parents stand on the foot of their driveway with coffee cups in hand. Kids with their book bags. Trucks and tradesmen and women heading to work. Commuters heading off to join that huge artery. I-476, I-95 head into the local metropolis of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's been an eventful week, my friends. Mostly good. Mostly good things. We're, We're always on that seesaw, are we not? Our buttocks, our gluteals positioned firmly on our side, grabbing the little handle. And on the other side, you wonder what is going to sit its big fat ass over there. Is it going to be a friend? And you're going to even Steven go up and down and kick with your little leg, give a little boost at the bottom, sending the other person down, vice versa, and just have like a nice even Steven teeter totter sort of balancing act, which makes it fun. Or is some big fat fucking doofus going to sit over there, the uh, neighborhood bully perhaps, and sit his big fat smelly pimply ass on that other seat and send you flying friggin' into the air, maybe cherry bomb you. I don't know if you folks from back in the 80s and before remember the cherry bomb move on a uh, seesaw, but that would be where you would at some point kind of cheat the board down, grab the board with your hands right before where you were sitting, and you cheat it down, push it down with your hands real quick, and then pull it back up. And that would create a little bit of a space underneath the uh, your opponent on the other side, and kind of. Oh no, that wasn't a cherry bomb. I don't know what the fuck that was. That was cool too. That was relatively benign. A cherry bomb is when you freaking going on a seesaw back and forth, and you decide to just step off. You just jump off and let the other person fall to the ground and bust their ass. That's a cherry bomb. The other thing I was talking about, that's freaking child's play. You don't see a lot of seesaws anymore. Maybe too many cherry bombs, too many freaking dumbasses doing stupid shit. But life is a playground is what I'm trying to say, my friends. As I go in, I got a slight mist on my windshield. And look, we're passing a local park. Got a woman out there stepping it out walking it out to work it out, getting her morning walk in. God bless her. What a great idea. The weekend weather is scheduled to look pretty good, which is great because we've had a shitload of rain in the playing fields, the football and cheer fields that we spend so much time on, nights and weekends. They are saturated, muddy, disgusting, standing water everywhere. And we got some football and cheer happening this weekend, some competition, heading up to Lehigh Valley to kick their asses. But uh, 
regardless of the weather being so nice and dry, the forecast anyway up this way. We have Hurricane Florence to the southeast, currently making landfall on coastal Carolina, north and south Carolina. It's friggin' slow moving, it's huge. Feet of rain predicted, already a foot or so on the on the ground. You got ten feet of standing water in the town of New Bern. I got friends down there. This area of Onslow County, Carteret County, all this stuff, Craven County, Carolinas. This is where my the site of my alma mater, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, right? So I've got some history there. Spent four, five years of my life up down there and got a good appreciation for the landscape and the people and it's a sucking right now. So I got a good friend that uh, lives in Charleston and I hope he's well and motivated is all I can say. Dry in out of harm's way and I hope that everybody can uh, or comparatively we can get out of this this storm unscathed. There are many storms in life. They come and they go. Sometimes they can spare us and we wonder why we took off of work or made preparations. And other times they pull our punk card and they decide to friggin' slam ashore and those beautiful beach communities take a beating. So that sucks. And I hope my friend Oster is, uh, is high and dry right now, you know, and his family. Love and respect, brother. And I hope all the Marines aboard Camp Lejeune and their dependents and surrounding community are able to weather out this storm. Obviously, whatever support we can provide, we will. But it's interesting how down there, only 500 miles, maybe, a storm rages, but up here, the forecast is for sunshine. You know, everybody's just going to work, and time is marching on, right? We're planning our weekend. So, love and respect to all these people down there in harm's way. <clears throat> what else? On, on a positive note, we have Dr. Drill's friggin' Count Drillkilla's Motivator Mummy Platoon starts up on Tuesday. So... You know, this is my life's work, and I like to do a lot of things, for chiropractor, I teach a little bit, right, anatomy and physiology, love that. The boot camps are something I've done for as long as I've been in practice, doing healthcare. It's a doctor drill instructor program. It's truly something unique that... Uh, a mission that I've been embarked upon for a long time, and it has been something that has kept me focused throughout the years. Kept me focused has been a, a source of strength for a lot of people who, you know, we life can spank our asses sometimes. And so this is an opportunity to put points on the board for the good guys, you know, for diligence, for work ethic for goal setting 
for losing weight, for getting healthier, for longevity, for friendship, for camaraderie. It's been, it's been a big deal. This coming Tuesday at 05, the Motivator Mummies come alive. Oh, that's our little cheer. It goes, one, two, three, a DDIP, Motivator Mummies coming alive at zero five. Oh, like a mummy, like a mummy voice there. So every, every time we finish up our hour exercise session, we circle up and put our hands in the center acknowledge that we're part of something and the freaking work we just did and we give our little cheer so I'm looking forward to that and uh, it's always exciting when you hear about folks joining up people who have trained for years with me that they're coming back that they're excited that they feel the same way that I do about it and that they're depending upon me to facilitate their their efforts so that there's, a, there's an accountability there. There's an expectation that I need to deliver and I need to be there for them and I need to be this person that, this, uh, that represents a source of strength and motivation put a, little fi- put a little fire under the asses of the masses. So I'm looking forward to that. That's, anybody who's interested, that starts up friggin' Tuesday... September 18th at 5 a.m. Harleysville, Pennsylvania. We've been spitballing for a long time about doing a virtual version of it where we have some sort of video uh, component that the public, general public, can tap into or we can talk about on the, on the podcast here. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll do a daily podcast of the curriculum of, DDI, of the DDIP Motivator Mommy curriculum so that if you would like should friggin get your ass in there and listen to the podcast and then do that workout it's like a challenge it's like a gauntlet thrown down now why are we the motivator mummies all right well halloween halloween is a great holiday some people are frightened of it they don't believe in it they don't they don't celebrate it get fucking over yourself my friends all right i've had people tell me that i don't friggin celebrate Halloween because if it's not uh, this pointing up, then it's this pointing down, which is like good versus evil, God versus the devil. Listen, my friend, in, in my view, Halloween, and it's something that and from a secular perspective, even among, uh, within a religious community, there's plenty of people that celebrate Halloween and dress up like Spider-Man or some sort of, it's like a costume party. And for those who choose to dress up like a ghost or a Dracula or a mummy or a Frankenstein, well, maybe they're just shaking their fist at these ugly things, the monsters of our lives. I mean, see the analogy. See the metaphor. Life is a fucking monster. It's a beautiful monster. But it can transform very quickly to a freaking normal, sunshiny day with beautiful green foliage on trees and a, and you got some leisure time ahead with the weekend coming, it can all of a sudden turn into a storm, a fucking 
torrent, a hurricane, a monster of ugliness and whipping, winds whipping and thrashing and floodwaters. So when the floodwaters rise, as they have in this Hurricane Florence, that bitch, what are we going to do? We have to safeguard ourselves, take some immediate actions to safeguard ourselves, our family, our property. And we just freaking get the hell out of Dodge. Make all the right preparations, all the right decisions to safeguard our lives. And for a time, we're going to have our head down working, bailing, fixing, retreating from the, from the flood wall before the floodwaters some, at some point do. But when those floodwaters recede, we freaking return to our home. We return to business as usual. We learn to laugh at the storm. And I read a book called Crazy for the Storm, which is really an awesome book. Supposedly it's a nonfiction tale, but it's so damn good that you might think that the author spiced the story up a little bit. Basically, it's a story about a kid from California growing up in the 70s, 60s, 70s, and his mom and dad divorced, his dad was a lawyer, his mom did, I don't know what the hell she did, but he kind of lived in a broken household, latchkey kids, kind of coming off of the free love movement there, so things were a little bit crazy around father, when he did have time with him, they'd go to the beach, they'd go surfing, and the father would throw the kid into the waves and put him on his shoulders and surf big California waves on that Pacific. And he taught his, trying to inoculate his son against fear, against hardship. You know, like all dads do, like, try to toughen the boy up. Try to hit you with a little bit of dose of realism give you some strategies, give you some experience in life being hard. And this is valuable. But sometimes we overdo it. Because here we are as adults raging in this, you know, in this world, flying through the the world a million miles per hour, got to get to the job, got to get home, got to pick the car up from the shop, bills to pay, all that shit. And we have our fragile kids that are just going to play, play their you know, cello or whatever, cello lessons, and it seems like life to them is a fairy tale, they're just provided for, and we set up these experiences for them at school and home to try to bring them up, to try to raise them, develop them, hopefully lead by example so that they can, they can learn from us we become better as a generation. Our, our progeny will become better. Enjoy better life than we have, perhaps. But anyway, crazy for the storm. The father would always freaking have the kid do crazy shit, riding skateboards, fighting people, uh, you know, fighting neighborhood bullies, sticking up for himself. And he hated his dad for a time and didn't know why he made him do these crazy things. They wind up, they did a lot of skiing, going up to Big Bear in California, big snowy mountain. You go up there, a kid was a competitive skier, pretty good. 
something happened, their plane fell out of the sky, they crashed into the Sierra, Sierra Nevada mountains, and his father and his father's girlfriend died. They had to, he had to walk down the friggin' mountain. So he's imagining all these components, thinking back, reflecting upon all the occasions growing up and the crazy shit his dad had him do and exposed him to. And he's kind of seeing a little bit more clearly how hard life can be and, and that acknowledging that his father was crazy for the storm. That he was, he embraced, he, he would seek out hard things and challenges and competition and a little bit of risk. And that this kind of hardened him against some of the bullshit that life throws at you. So, when the floodwaters recede, let's friggin' everybody grab a pail and go down there and help these people bail the fuck out. Reach out to your friends and family. Give them a couple bucks. You know, offer a place for them to stay. There's a lot of that happening right now. We gotta do it, you know. Altruism. Helping people out because that could be us. Right? We gotta be a little bit crazy for the storm. Perpetually aware that crazy bullshit can enter our lives and punish us sometimes without provocation. We'll freaking thumb our nose at that storm. Give it the finger. Fuck you, storm. Flow. So, there's that. Went into my barber last night, she says, I got bad news, she said, uh, her friend Eddie, who was like a guy in his 80s, I don't know, farmer, uh, some sort of uh, construction guy, handyman type, I mean, the guy just, he wouldn't stop working, I don't know what the fuck he did for his life, his life's work, but he's, he was, his wife had passed, and he lived locally. He had no family that really he had anything to do with, whatever the reason was for that. Who knows? But he became very friendly with my barber, who is a farmer. She's a, her husband's a, runs a farm, and uh, she has a little barber shop there. Anyway, so Eddie, the bad news is that Eddie was doing some repair work at home, climbed up a, a freaking very long, tall ladder, and fell off, hit his head, Eddie's dead, alright, so she's, I think she, don't think she completely came to terms with it yet, but, um, you know, it's tragic, this guy, he was always there around the house, he was always trying to help, working on a project, going out on the farm, fixing tractors, tweaking little things here or there, he had knowledge he wanted to use, um, just really an impressive fellow that I met on a handful of occasions. So, if there is a God, Eddie, God bless you. you know? Good freaking dude. Helped a lot of people. And I was glad to have met you. And I wish you peace and love. And we will always remember your efforts. So it's Friday, my friends. I'm almost here at the office. Not the greatest, uh, most stimulating story to tell this morning, unfortunately. But the day gets brighter from here. 
I have people to care for, and that's what I'm going to focus on. Well, everybody have a kick-ass weekend. Take care of yourself. Take care of one another. And kick-ass and take names. Love and respect. Stay fucking motivated. I'll see you out there at Drac Count Jokula's castle on September 18th at 5 a.m. Huh! <laughs> oh.